Hey, this Buyer's Mind podcast is sponsored by Homebridge Financial. Homebridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, bringing sales, ideas, strategies, market intelligence, and programs that help sell homes. To learn more, go to builder.homebridge.com. Homebridge Financial, home financing made easy. Hey, let me ask you here, uh, you've been pretty much been forced to rethink your entire approach, right? If you're a sales professional, now that's good. There are lessons to be learned. Let's figure out what those lessons are on today's episode of The Buyer's Mind. Welcome to The Buyer's Mind, where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision-making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation. Now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of The Buyer's Mind, a special episode of The Buyer's Mind, because uh, today for the first time, we are doing this on video as well as audio. And so if you're listening on audio right now, feel free to continue to do that. But if you want to see the video version, you can go over to YouTube and uh, just jump on. Uh, Wade, what's the, what's the, what are we looking for? Jeff Shore Training, is that what it's called? That's our it. Channel? Search Jeff Shore Training on YouTube. Yeah. There you go. And uh, you can watch it. You can finally see what Murph looks like uh, if you do that. So uh, so there you go. Uh, welcome, though, to our episode today. Um, and we're going to get into this conversation today about maximizing opportunities and what we do in these times. One thing we know about change is that it opens up possibilities, right? They, uh, we've all known that necessity is the mother of invention. Just pure evidence of that. Last week, I did yard work. Now, you probably have no idea as to the magnitude of that statement, but last week, I did yard work. And trust me, that's a big deal. So there are opportunities to change whether we like it or not. And the question we're going to ask today is, how do we maximize? Well, Murph, here it is, your big debut on a video for the first time. This whole thing has been surreal in a way, but but how have you been forced to change? How has necessity been the mother of invention? You, you've already worked from home, but you've still had to shift and to grow. How so? Well, so part of my normal routine is going to the YMCA, and uh, I can't go there now, so i got to figure out how I'm going to exercise from home, and uh, I'm sure you have the same struggle. Uh, yeah, I don't go to the YMCA. A little pickup basketball there for you, Murph? Is that, uh, is that the way that goes? Uh, and a free weights, a little bit of uh, aerobics, you know, I'm, I'm aware. Got it. Got it. Yeah. The okay. Well, my version of the... do the YMCA. Yeah, that's like, we could well, still do that. That's right. If you right. do that enough, yeah. I think that's kind of like some aerobic exercise in and of itself, right? That's exactly right. Keep yeah. up the pace, right. do it fast. If I only had rhythm. <laughs> well, of course, my version of the YMCA is, uh, is done on a sheet of ice. And the ice is all melted at the rinks now until I can get back out there. So uh, what are you going to do? You know, if you're selling in a virtual environment, you've in the same way, right? You've had to adjust to the changes, but there are also hidden opportunities that you don't normally have. And so today we're going to define what a few of those are. And to do that, I've invited someone who is intensely introspective about such things. That would be the executive vice president of Shore Consulting, Wade Mayhew. And make no mistake about it, my name is on the door, but Wade runs the place. So Wade and I are going to go back and forth and share some ideas as to how we can take advantage of the opportunities uh, that are out there. 
Um, Wade, welcome to The Buyer's Mind. You're joining us from your home office in Austin, Texas, and an interesting home office it is. Tell us a little bit about your background. This isn't a Zoom background, is it? No, this is not. <laughs> no, yeah. So we're in a brand new place. And uh, after having lived in, in one home in uh, back in, in California for like, you know, 13, 14 years, we really wanted to uh, personalize this new home and especially my office where I spend, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day, whatever it is. So, yeah, we had we got to have a little fun with it uh, over behind uh, on this wall, uh, our concert posters from concerts that uh, Mindy, my wife, Mindy and I and our son Jay have been to. So it's kind of a uh, either bands we've seen live uh, or been to the concert. Um, and then, uh, of course, I got my guitars and my pedals and, and all my for those gear. of you who are for those of you who are just listening right now i'm counting seven guitars hanging up on the wall why why yeah, does one need seven guitars green oh eight is off screen <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the five in jay's room so we've got quite the menagerie over here yeah sure uh, yeah but yeah no it's, i mean this is uh when you're working from home uh listen uh, we I, we talked about this with our team early on uh good self-care is important and the environment that we create for ourselves is important. So whether it's, you know, simple stuff like hydrating throughout the day, taking a walk, you know, taking a break, being good to yourself. Uh, but for me, you know, I love having a chair in my office that I can just go sit on and be quiet and think, or sometimes I just grab a guitar. I just need yeah. to make some noise and blow off some steam. But we've kind of created that environment here. And, you know, Mindy and I start each day over coffee, uh, kind of recounting our gratitude. You know, what are we yeah. grateful for today? And I tell you what, our home and our office in my office is uh, is at the top of the list every day. I feel very blessed to be here. Yep. Yeah. And you're right. We need that space. We need to be able to step away just a little bit. And, you know, as, as you know, Wade, I know you've seen it, but we've converted a big storage uh, area in our house into a, a, a hockey training facility, a, an opportunity for me to go out there with a synthetic floor and a full size net and just bang pucks. And, and some days when I get really frustrated, it's therapeutic, right? You, you, uh, there's a, well, and that's what the radar in order to do it. handy, right? Yeah, the radar. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite part, your radar gun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, listen, this is what we're going to do. Wade and I are going to go back and forth here on ideas that will help us as sales professionals to maximize the opportunities in front of us, right? We have often said here in the buyer's mind that there are lessons to be learned in times of adversity that you cannot learn in times of prosperity. And we want to take advantage of that. It's not just how we get through these times. It's how we get better in these times, how we come out the other side as, as a more effective human beings. So uh, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to look at uh, uh, several topics each that will help us to get better. Um, Wade, I'll, I'm going to have you go first. Lead us off there, sir. What's the first opportunity? Uh, well, one of the things, especially when you're, you're spending more time at home uh, or you're seeing less traffic, you have a little bit more discretionary time. We want to talk about really the opportunity to self-train. Um, so it's, it's great to be in a training program or to have a coach. Uh, but what are you doing personally by yourself? And one of the best ways to do that really is to record your presentation. And this could be on audio with your voice memo recorder on your smartphone. Maybe it's on your smartphone uh, with video, um, your, your camera on your smartphone, that is. 
Uh, maybe you're using Zoom like we are. Maybe you're doing virtual appointments. Hey, you can log into your Zoom account and, and practice and record. But I'll tell you, Jeff, I don't, I don't think you probably know this about me, but we'll go way back. Uh, maybe Murph remembers this because I've known him uh, a little longer. Uh, when I graduated from high school, uh, I was 17 going on 18. This was what, 1989. Uh, my family moved out of town like the week after I graduated. And uh, I wasn't ready to go. I mean, I had my you know, high school girlfriend and summer in front of me. And, you know, we lived down in Long Beach near the beach and they were moving away from the beach. Uh, so, you know, hey, folks, I'll catch up with you in a few months when it's time to start college. And but I'm like, well, I got to I got to pay for this. So I got one. I got a job. I was an AT&T DAS V operator. So go ahead and ask me. What's the I have no idea. What is that? Remember back in the day, dial 411 <laughs> to look up a phone or to call and get a phone number. Yeah. We could look it up on the internet. So I was yeah. the operator getting these phone calls. You're sitting there with your headset and yeah. You know, uh, but man, you think that sounds like a really simple job. And in in truth, there was a lot of simplicity to it. But the first three weeks was in a classroom with you know five or six other newbies and an instructor. And you just went through script after script after script of people calling you and you know how you had to handle the call. But they would record. You'd, you'd get your game film. Your coach would come around and go through it with you. Over the course of three weeks, I had to have had hundreds of taped and repeated and, and studied activities. Now, here's the thing. Who does that anymore? I mean, this was AT&T and this was, you know, uh, a long time ago. Uh, and, and you had to be kind of prepped to go onto the floor and handle these calls. But, you know, most uh, salespeople get map key training. Uh, right, Jeff? Here's a map to the community and here's right. the key to the office. Or, or to, you know, head out on the showroom floor or whatever it is uh, mm -hmm. without this repetition, repetition, repetition. So, um in the same way, you can repeat your skills over and over and over again by self-training, by recording. Uh, you know, I, I like my guitars and my gear. One of the best tools for guitarists right here, it's called uh, a looper pedal. This is the Nano Looper 360 by Electro Harmonics. What's a looper pedal for? Well, you lay down a chord progression and it just loops. And now you can play over You can play over the again, top of again it. and mm -hmm. again. So the question is, what, what's your own training regime? Um, do you have uh, the tools? Are you using your phone or Zoom or, or whatever? Do you have a daily, weekly time set aside for this practice? Are you practicing by yourself? Do you have a partner you can work out with from time to time? And do you have somebody who can coach you? Um, you can send that game film to a peer or to a manager. Get some feedback uh, on this as you go. But the bottom line is this. You get better by doing again and again and again and the key is not to practice until you get it right but to practice until you can't get it wrong love it and uh, i'll just expand on that with my uh, uh, first point here and that is that not only can you practice but it's actually easier to practice if you're selling in a virtual environment if if you are standing on a showroom floor somewhere if you're in a sales office if you're in front of a client you really can't have your notes in front of you that help you with your process. 
But if you're selling virtually, let's suppose that this were a sales presentation right now for those of you who are watching on video, you know, I'm on a Zoom call, but I could have my notes right in front of me. I could be following along my presentation path right in front of me. So this is, I think, a great time for us to be able to uh, be more intentional about not just learning how to sell virtually, but learning how to sell in all situations because I get a little cheat sheet. And so I've already talked to a number of salespeople who are finding that benefit that they might very well have a camera there that they're looking at as they're talking to a, a client, but they've also got a path in front of them. It's on their computer, it's on a piece of paper, and, and that keeps them honest. Because, wait, I completely agree with your point. It's not just about practicing. There's a certain intentionality about that. And I was, I was just watching a video on this recently, a hockey training video. And that was one of the challenges that the coach had is that when you're practicing, what are you doing? Are you just sort of pushing a puck around and just, you know, Oh, maybe I'll bang a puck into the net. Or do you actually have a purpose for what that practice looks like? Can you measure what you were trying to do? I started my practice at this point and through repetition, I got over to this point what does that look like so and it's not just about training for it right yeah uh, right like you know when you uh you show up at uh you know, band rehearsal or choir practice or, or or hockey right uh there's a a process you follow if you're if you're doing uh, a vocal group you're doing vocal warm-ups together and then right. you're running through a song if you're going to the hockey rink you're you're skating you're warming up then you're probably doing some stick exercises so the same thing can apply, uh, but to your point, having that roadmap in front of you uh, is even so much better right now. Uh, even if it's a sticky note, you know, that says something like smile or ask yeah. for sale in right, front of sure, you yeah, for yeah. that prompt right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you think about showing up for practice, right, let's say you're at a, you play in a team sport or you've got guitar lessons or whatever it is, you're not going to show up for practice and find a coach saying, so what do you feel like doing? Right. The coach has a plan. Well, in this case, be your own coach. If you are your own coach, then you can look at, you can say, what do I want to work on today? What do I want to work on in my practice? And what do I want to work on uh, by way of having those reminders during in the sales presentation, right? What am I, sales. What's the roadmap I'm going to follow? Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, we've got our first couple of uh, opportunities there in front of us. We're going to get through six altogether. So we've got four more uh, before we do that. Just let me just take care of a little bit of business courtesy of our friends at Novi home. Um, the podcast you're listening to is sponsored by Novi home. Novi home is a digital sales and marketing tool that gives your new home sales team everything they need for powerful follow-up. Now, in our changing environment, Novi Home allows you to engage buyers when you're not face-to-face. -face. So, Novi Home offers your buyer a phenomenal digital buying experience that is personalized for your company. And Novi Home takes all of your marketing materials and they plug it into your branded Novi Home app. So, this is a great opportunity to get a digital experience and take the guesswork out of the follow-up game all at an affordable price. Visit novihome.com to schedule a demo today. That's novihome.com. And listeners of this podcast are going to save 10% off their monthly service. So, Wade, let's go uh, to a second point now. Where do you want to go next? We talked first about the idea of, um, of self-training. We talked about the intentionality of the practice time. What, what's the next opportunity that we have? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think right now, particularly when we're all talking about virtual selling, um, although this is going to continue to be true well into the future, I think it's a time for all of us to expand uh, our own comfort zones and work on new technical skills, or really, maybe we're talking about technology skills. And mm-hmm. in today's world, it's a lifelong pursuit. And uh, just for a little context for that, Jeff, uh, you, you and I met in the what, mid, late 90s, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, we met at church. We were playing in a band and all that good stuff. And, you know, I was doing a dumb job right out of college. Uh, get, I got paid more when I was an uh, AT&T operator out of high school, frankly, than I was at this <laughs> time in my life after college, after four or five years. Uh, but and I, you were you were like preparing budgets and stuff for homeowners associations. And, and I felt like, uh, wait, I, I needed to save you from your 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 horrible existence. I looked at your job and I just went, oh, my goodness, kill me now. This is just the worst job ever. Yeah, it it was. I worked with some nice people, you know, but yeah, uh, it, it was it was rough. I was a little bored. So yeah. uh, I started learning uh, how to cut a code for the web. You know, so now this is 96 or 97, something like that. The World Wide Web had just exploded in the prior four years. We're all on AOL dial-up and, and all of this. Right. Uh, but honestly, learning how to build, and I built a really stupid web page for myself. And then there was a guy down the street who had a cigar shop, and I traded uh, my services. I built his website, and he gave me cigars. It was awesome. But those two little things honestly got me into the door when, uh, thankfully, you, Jeff, hired me to work for the large uh, corporation there based in Los Angeles that we both work right. for a multi-billion dollar organization. Um, just by learning how to code. And at the time then, um, we were thinking about how do we take learning that was all done in the classroom and you were flying around you know, the country, how do we put it online? And this was before right. anyone knew what an LMS was, a learning management system or anything like that. But that again was an opportunity for me uh, and we did it. We put an entire corporate university in place online, available to every, you know, all the thousands of employees in the company in 1998. This was way ahead of the curve. Um, but at that point, and- you really had to have a, a technical mind or a technological mind in order to get your head around that, right? The, the term user friendly had not been invented. Well, and that's the thing. And I'm not, and my point is, that's not necessarily how I'm wired, right? I am, I, I'm good with numbers, uh, but I'm, I wouldn't consider myself good with science and math and those types of things. But I was curious enough and I was committed enough and it opened a lot of doors. But it's a lifelong pursuit, Jeff, because now, fast forward uh, all these 20 years later, uh, every day we're having to figure out the new technology and how mm-hmm. to stay with it. In, in our business, we made the decision years ago, Jeff, you remember the conversation, how do we appify our business? Because we've been virtual since day one. We've never had an office. Mm -hmm. We've all worked from home and we needed to figure out how to stay connected. You know, Slack came out and what we do is when we find something, we just try it. And, And that's part of this. Keep an open mind, be curious and try new things. We tried Slack for a couple of days with a couple of people on our team. And we're like, this is awesome. Flip the switch everywhere. We've been on Slack. That's how we all talk and communicate day to day for like five years. Same thing with Zoom. And now we're using it every day uh, with all of our clients. 
And at the same time, you know, now I'm what? I'm in my late 40s. And I look around, I see things like Snapchat, TikTok, scratching my head. But I have to work at it. You know, uh, I feel like I used to be the young guy who, who kind of, you know, was on the cutting edge. And now, you know, get all this new stuff that could pass you by unless you stay active, stay curious, practice. And here's the thing. Learning a new technology skill, it's safe. You know, if you just want to pick it up, pilot it, you know, do something with a partner. Hey, I want to try this thing out with you or a friend or a family member. Hey, get this app. Can I want to see how it works. Right. Look, it doesn't hurt anybody. And technology is cheap as heck. You know, even the most apps you can try for free. So experiment, get creative, uh, get curious and try something new. Let's uh, get uh, Murph to weigh in on this here because uh, Murph deals in the technical, the technological world on this. So Murph, um, any advice for sales professionals uh, who, you know, they're about to pop on a virtual chat with the customer. They would have otherwise done this only by phone in the past or face to face. And now suddenly we're going to ask him to, to get on a zoom conference or a FaceTime or, or, or some other type of video platform. Uh, any advice for a salesperson who is still uh, a little bit at sea in those moments? Well, I think some of the advice you guys have already given is great. And that is practice, practice, practice. Um, and so a big chunk of it is, is just getting used to seeing your face on a screen. Uh, you know, we joke about the fact that Where I've got a face for radio. Seeing your face, I got to admit here. <laughs> Sorry. I have a face for radio. That's how it works. But, uh, you know, and sometimes we feel that way, but our face is what it is. And so uh, if we were doing it in person, they would see the same exact face. And so we have to get over that little bit of embarrassment. But I think technologically speaking, Jeff, what you're asking too is, you know, doing some of the things that we've done, and that is, you know, add a, a little bit of light so that people can see your face. Um, do your best to have a, a microphone, if possible, available. Uh, if not, use your AirPods or whatever you have to uh, have that microphone uh, pretty close to you so people can hear you, because uh, a big chunk of it is being able to hear what people say. Right, right. Yeah, those the AirPod Pros are that that we use are just fantastic for that. But they don't have to be the pro version, but the AirPods are really, really great. You right. can uh, walk away and and still be heard very well. Yeah, I mean, it could just be a a, a Bluetooth headset, uh, right. but something yeah. that uh, just brings that microphone close to your mouth makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as Murph said, that lighting is really important. Uh, you you want to make sure that uh, you are 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 well seen. Uh, and then I just don't think it's a bad idea to think about a small investment in, you know, the, the Logitech Brio camera costs you a hundred bucks. It's way better than the camera on your laptop or on your smartphone. Uh, the selfie stick or even better, the gimbal, uh, if you're if you want to walk around and demonstrate features of the product. So this is a uh, these are, are small investments, but they'll pay off huge down the way. This is a really good but, time to work on your skills. And Jeff, how about like super all star pro level? is get your drone game going. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love it. Love it. All right, uh, I'm, I'm going to offer another opportunity here, and that is that in the virtual selling environment, uh, moving away from the technology side of it for a moment, you have the opportunity to dig deeper on your discovery. And the reason that that's the case is that let's suppose that you're walking into a, uh, a, into a car dealership. 
Okay, you're shopping for a car, you're walking on a car dealership. And a salesperson is going to come up to you and the salesperson is going to want to chat. That's their job. That's what they do. They're going to want to talk a little bit. Uh, and we, under, we certainly understand that. Okay, now, um, the problem is that right over the salesperson's right shoulder is this beautifully polished, gorgeous car sitting in the showroom with the lights reflecting on it and the whole place smells like new car and so the whole time that the salesperson is trying to talk to you what are you doing you're you're, you're doing the peek over the shoulder like when can i win can i and, and that's going to be true regardless of what you're selling people are going to want to see the product the product becomes such a great distraction but if you're in a virtual environment, if you're doing a video chat with somebody, um, the product is something that is not right there in front of them. They, they, your customer's probably already seen it on the website, but now there's less of a distraction. And what I think that means is that there is a greater opportunity to dig deeper on the discovery. You're, in other words, your customer will have more patience. See, if, if I'm standing in a showroom or a sales office somewhere, I'm in your territory. Right. I, I'm in your I'm, I'm sort of I have this fear going in. Am I walking into the lion's den right here? But if I'm doing a virtual call, I'm at home. We're all working from home right now. So if I'm a buyer, I'm in a comfortable place. And that comfort level has a psychological effect of making me more at ease. So if you as a sales professional are in are, are comfortable in what you are doing and you're having this really nice, easygoing conversation, I think what you're going to find is your customer is not so pressured to want to move past you and to the product. So I just want to encourage you to look and ask, how can I take more chances? How can I dig a little deeper on the discovery? It's not just what they're looking for. It's why they're looking for it. It's not just what they're moving to. It's what they're coming from. And when you have that opportunity to be able to understand their current situation, it's really going to advance your sale. Well, that's right, the whole uh, reason that the podcast is named The Buyer's Mind, right, Jeff? That's right. <laughs> it's really more about what's happening in their head than about yeah. where you're trying to take this conversation. That's exactly right. All right, uh, Wade, one more from you. What's the opportunity in a virtual environment that salespeople have right now? All right. Well, let's talk about just becoming a little more well-rounded. And uh, Jeff, have you and Karen learned how to make sourdough bread yet, by the way? In the midst of all of this. It's, to be fair, it's on the list, but we have not done it yet. Yeah. All right. How about uh, any, any paint by numbers projects that you've No paint by numbers project. No, no. All right. I know you've done some puzzles. Okay. But yeah, the sourdough craze is uh, quite a phenomenon to watch. Yeah. Right. Um, but look, people are wanting to become more well-rounded. It's, right. it's a new skill to add into your life. Well, I think, you know, certainly we all have a little more discretionary time on our hands right now and we're at home. And so being curious is a good thing. And um, I think the opportunity for any of us as leaders or as sales professionals or as business people is to focus our curiosity just a little bit. Um, so we're hearing folks say, I'm reading more. Maybe I'm listening to more podcasts. That is awesome. But how do you be intentional with this opportunity? Picking the right books to read, the right podcasts to listen to, uh, maybe, you know, balancing out all the true crime podcasts with a, with a little bit of, you know, growth or introspection or selling skills, right? Um, no, right. But there, there's even a next step beyond it that's more important. You know, it's, becoming more well-rounded is maybe what we find ourselves being interested in. 
what we feed to ourselves, more important than that is doing something with it, taking action based on what we're learning. So for example, we talked about sourdough. We, I, I, I think you can't get away from it on social media. You know somebody who's posted the sourdough bread and where they got their starter. Okay, so everyone's you know uh, reading the social media posts and watching the Instagram stories. Uh, people I'm sure have gotten you know interested enough to read up. They learn about starters and feeding and proofing and baking techniques. And then don't do anything with it. Yeah. You know, the curiosity is there, right? And, and right. you learn, but have you made the dang bread yet? Um, mm-hmm. Just as a, it's a case study, right? Which illustrates the dreaded knowing doing gap where we right. can feed our brain, we can feed our curiosity, but it's almost empty calories if we don't translate the knowing into some doing. Uh, again, as you can see, if, if you are watching this uh, on video or, you know, Jeff described earlier, my office is full of guitars and guitar gear. Uh, I love guitars and I also love YouTube. So that means I watch a lot of videos about guitars and guitar gear. And, you know, as I was sitting there, you know, over the last couple of weeks, kind of dawning on me, wait a minute, is this making me a better guitar player right now? Or am I just putting empty calories into my brain? So I've been intentionally shifting. Um, that's the challenge to myself. Play more. Apply what I'm learning. I'm spending more time practicing. I'm jamming with my 17-year-old son. Uh, frankly, I'm learning from him now. He's, he's better than I am at this point. So he gets frustrated with me. Dad, just do it this way. Um, but it's the difference between learning, knowing, and doing. So don't fool yourself. You don't get better just by reading a book uh, or listening to a podcast. Knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. So start reading, start listening, but start applying. Do something different today. Do something new and different tomorrow and the next day. Challenge yourself. Find what works. And then we're back to where we started at the top of the podcast. Once you're practicing that new skill, practice until you can't get it wrong. So even if things are slow for you right now, build up those skills, be ready to dominate when everything picks back up. Yep. And and I would just add one other thing here for my last uh, comment on this is uh, this is a great opportunity to shore up on the weak spots, to try and figure out where in your sales presentation you've always felt that moment of, oh, I don't like that objection or I'm not particularly good at this. And whether it's, you know, it's it's the soft close or the final close along the way or or it's explaining some aspect of the financial, maybe it's negotiating. This is a great a great time to look at it and say, you know what? I know I've always had this moment of angst in the sales presentation. When we get to this topic, this moment, this, whatever it is, this is a fantastic time to put together a project plan to tackle that. It's not a matter of the resources being there. The resources are there. You can find that. That's not the difficult part here. What you need to do is put together that plan to say, all right, what what can I do here? How do I find the right resources? How do I start putting that into play? And I want to make a suggestion here to you. In order to do that right, find somebody who can help you with that. Go to a peer who is really good at an area that you're not so good at. There's somebody on your sales team that you admire because they can handle something that you sometimes struggle with. 
It could be with your listening skills. It could be with your demonstrate or some aspect of your demonstration. It could be a product knowledge thing. It could be any number of different things. There is somebody out there that knows something. And trust me right now, they would love it. If you called them up, did a better yet, did a video chat and said, Hey, can you help me with this a little bit? I'm using the opportunity right now in this downtime to try and get better at this. And then once you figure out what it is that you need to do and put those principles of repetition over and over and over again, how much stronger will you be on the other side? And I mentioned that early on in the, in this uh, uh, podcast, and I want to mention it again uh, right now. It's not a matter of how we get through this time. It's how do we get better? It's not how do we get through? It's what do we become on the other side? And that's a great opportunity to be able to uh, do that. Um, so I'm going to just recommend here to you as we, as we wrap it up, that you think through the things that we chatted at right here and ask yourself the question, how can I move forward? How can I uh, take this now and not sleepwalk through the day, not live the day by default, but to really look at it and say, how do I get better? Well, wait, any last words, Murph, any last words? Well, I was thinking uh, just for us as a team, we uh, on a regular basis kind of test ourselves to figure out, okay, what's our personality? Who are we? What are our strengths? And one of the things you challenged us with this week was to sit down and say, well, what's my shadow self? What are the things that I'm doing that could sabotage myself? And uh, yeah. to share that with the team and uh, make ourselves stronger. Right, right. So that, that extreme honesty is uh, never a bad thing. Wade? Absolutely. Hey, you know, uh, first of all, thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you letting me be part of this. And Murph, good to see you. Uh, but this is just about keeping your head in the game right now. I think um, this is a time to be uh, to be smart about who you are and where you want to go. Have clarity about your goals uh, and and spend some time looking inward and being intentional about what you're putting inside your brain and what you can put out to those around you, including your customers uh, who need your help desperately. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. All right, there you go. You've got your ideas. You've got your marching orders. And now, my friends, go out there and change someone's world. We'll see you next time.